Morning, everybody. Before we begin, I would like to start with a quick little disclaimer. Back when COVID first hit and we started online sermons, I made a comment to Pastor Pat before one of the broadcasts about it not being too bad and it'll all be good. He told me to get behind the pulpit and give the sermon, which I quickly responded, I'm not qualified to do a sermon. Today, I still stand behind that, stand behind that statement. I'm still not qualified to give a sermon there are many more people in the sanctuary who are more qualified and know the Bible a lot better than myself. But since I've pushed Pastor Pat outside his comfort zone, then I figured I should step in and step outside my comfort zone. So a few weeks ago, I texted him and volunteered to give a sermon while he was up north napping. I mean fishing. So we're going to start this week a little different. I figured since I was doing the sermon, we might as well go a little sideways. The opening songs are not in the hymnal. The music is provided in the bulletins and it'll be up on the screen. We're gonna sing Life's, Rail Life's Railway to Heaven and Unclouded Day. Now we found a typo in the music for Unclouded Day. In the refrain about halfway through, it says, uh, let me find it real quick. Oh, the land of cloudless days, Oh, the land of an in the, the music says unclouded day. It should be unclouded sky. So the slides are right, the paper's wrong. So with that, we will start out with life's railway to heaven.
Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, the people in the sanctuary, their families, their friends, and those who cannot attend in person. We thank you for all the gifts that you give to us each and every day. We thank you for the young people in our lives, to hear their laughter, and to show us what having fun is all about. Even us big kids need to remember to laugh every now and then. We thank you for the elders in our life, that they can share their experiences and stories with us so that we can see life a little differently and appreciate things more. We ask that you continue to show us the way to righteousness and to continue to speak your word and to spread those messages throughout our communities. We also thank you for your continued grace over the victims of 9-11 and their families, as today is a horrible reminder of what evil is capable of doing. In your precious name we pray, amen. amen. So on the, on the upcoming calendar, Monday we have United Methodist Women at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Church Council at 6. Wednesday, Project Blessing from 4 to 7. Staff Parish at 6 p.m. Anybody else have any other announcements? Okay, Young Disciples. Everybody hear that? You don't need to hear it. Okay. No. no. Young disciples. All right, you guys. So what have you recently started back? Where have you recently started back to go during the week? School. School, yeah. So I've noticed that um, kids have backpacks, and sometimes those backpacks are really heavy. Ivy, can you lift that? Stand up. Try to lift that. Is that heavy? Do you carry that much stuff in your backpack? Kenzie, can you lift it? Is that pretty heavy, or do you think you can carry it, like, for a long time? It's heavy. Okay, so I'm going to compare this backpack to things in our lives that kind of weigh us down, okay? Um, God tells us, well, first of all, what are some things that you think maybe make you scared or nervous or, like, are hard things to go through. Can you tell us anything? Maybe like at school. Are you, are you afraid to do anything at school? No. You're not afraid of anything? Wait, the other day we're talking about you miss mom when you're at school, right? Yeah. Ivy, is there anything that you worry about at school? Mm. Well, maybe they're just too young to worry about anything. But some teenagers, there's lots of peer pressure at school. Lots of decisions that have to be made. Maybe they have some friends that aren't so, such good friends. But God tells us in Psalms, 
Let me see here. In the book of Psalms, chapter 19, or sorry, chapter 69, verse 19 says, Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. So do you know what that means? So this backpack is really heavy, right? But if we take this out, we can talk to God about anything. If we take this out, maybe this is worry. And then this might be making some wrong choices at school or at home or at work. And this might be maybe you are not so nice to your sister or brother. And then this might be something else that stresses you or worries you. All right, I want you to try to lift that now. So those are things you're going to give to God. You're going to pray to God and say, take these worries from me. Is it easier? Okay, so just like, just like the backpack or a bag is easier without so much weight in it, our hearts are kind of like that when we give all of our cares and all our troubles to God because he can help us because God is awesome, right? All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for these children. Let us remember that you are always there for us and that you, all we have to do is ask you to take our fears, our worries, any little thing that's on our heart that bothers us, we can talk to you about it and you can help us with it. Amen. Who has a joy or a concern? They was burned very bad Wednesday at work. Both arms are very bad. They're so swelled, they're not sure. Uh, they said he'd been in the hospital a long time and he has no feeling in his arms. What was his name again? Ken Kyler, C-U-Y-L-E-R. Um, thanks for the prayers for safe travels. The wedding was fabulous. We had um, a fun and interesting time both on the way there and on the way back. And... Um, it was a really beautiful ceremony, and we didn't get too wet, so it was great. Um, prayers for Ken's brother, Carl. He had a quadruple bypass Friday and valve repair. Um, he's 
very sore, but he's in good spirits and um, healing every moment, but he's going to be sore for quite a while. Well, I'd like to share a joy. I had the pleasure this morning of having a very large group of people uh, pray over me before the service today. So uh, I'm hoping with the extra prayers that this doesn't end up as a train wreck. <laughs> Rob, how's Cindy? Uh, she has to go to the doctor on Tuesday. The steroid shots they give her in her back, uh, they work for about a week and she's in, she can't sleep, she can't hardly walk. And I guess they're gonna, what do you call it? Burn the nerve off or okay. cauter, whatever they call Cauterize it. it. So yeah. she could use your prayer. She's really having a really hard time. <clears throat> Um, I would just like to ask for extra special prayer for our EMTs and our firefighters and policemen. As of today being September 11th, um, when the devastation happened, we were all so concerned. And it seems like with our busy lives, we forget. And then people today are still all heroes, not just because the Twin Towers didn't crash in. They're everyday heroes and need to be prayed for and blessed for what they do. else. Dear Lord, we thank you for the joys that have been shared with us this morning. Please continue to provide grace over Ken, Carl, Cindy, and all the first responders that we have that are unselfish and put their lives in danger every day. They all need your care. Please continue to keep your arms around us and our loved ones. Keep us safe from the evils of the word world. We praise you and we thank you. Amen. Now if you join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us the as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Ushers, please. It is a noisy offering this week as well.
Father, we thank you for allowing us to be able to give back to the ministry that spreads your world through these offerings. Please take it now, use it for your kingdom, and for your glory. Amen. Junior Church? Lucky she ain't got the old guys going down with her. So I don't necessarily call what I'm doing today a sermon. I'm going to call it more of a uh, a message. Um, I titled it Angels. I would like to start by reading a couple Bible verses that I came across while I was writing this message. First one is from Psalms 91, verse 11. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Second one is Revelations 14, verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying midair, and he had the eternal gospel to pro- proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. Luke 22, verse 43. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And finally, Matthew 4, verse 11. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came, and we were ministering to him. You'll have to excuse me reading this, because if I get off track, we ain't never getting back. How many of you believe in angels? How many of you believe in a guardian angel? I believe in both. I believe we have angel I believe we have angels around us every day. I believe they are God's messengers and that they help us stay on the right path in life to live the Christian lifestyle that we are taught from the words of the Bible. Everyone needs guidance. Some need more than others, like this guy right here in front of you today. I need more guidance than all of you put together, and that's the God's honest truth. With the craziness of my profession, it is very easy to get off God's path and to fall into everyday evil that is found around us. Quick little background on myself that many of you do not know about me, um, other than I'm not politically correct. Early on in my adulthood, I would not consider myself a very good person. I didn't attend church for hardly at all for nearly 30 years, but I did always believe in God and what the Bible told us. The group of people that I associated with was not the best. I was not always a good husband to my then wife or a good father to my two boys, Josh and Tyler. In general, not a person you would want to be around. So how do I know I have a guardian angel? Back about 33 years ago or so, I worked at a plastics factory in Frazier. I met a guy there named Tim. Tim quickly became my best friend. He was an incredible individual, the most unselfish person 
I had met. You see, Tim could be starving, but yet he would give his only bite of food to someone else who was hungry. Back then, Tim and I were foremen at this factory. We both worked 12-hour shifts. Tim worked the day shift, and I worked the night shift. One day, I asked Tim if we could switch up shifts so I could take my youngest son's, youngest son's mom out on a date. This was a few years before Tyler was born, and I was not yet married to his mom. Tim agreed to switch shifts with me. Tim died that night in an industrial accident when a large machine closed up on him, crushing him between the mold sections. Earlier that day, I was performing the same task Tim was performing. When I performed the task, there wasn't a bad outcome, but for Tim, it had a horrible ending. I was the first call after the employees called 911 to find out about the accident. I rushed to the plant, only to find out the ambulance had just left with Tim and was going to the old Mount Clemens General Hospital. Today, that hospital is known as McLaren O'Cohen. I rushed to the hospital, and just as I got into the emergency room, the doctor came out and told me that Tim had died. I found out before his parents, who lived in Harbor Beach, and had not yet reached the hospital. I'm telling you this story today because I firmly believe God had this plan for Tim and I to switch shifts. So I didn't have the accident that Tim had. At the time, my oldest son, Josh, was about a year and a half years old. Josh is 35 now, the same as Brian. God knew Tim would give his life for someone, and I believe Tim was put in my place so I could be on this earth for my son, Josh. Today, I firmly believe Tim is my guardian angel. I've done some really dumb and stupid things in my life, and I mean really dumb and stupid things. Some things I'm not sure how I survived, let alone didn't get hurt. But I believe God had Tim there protecting me, and I still believe Tim is, <clears throat> is around me, protecting me and my family every day. I'll bet my wallet Tim is in here today in this sanctuary listening to me tell the story. That is a night that I'll never forget. That is a night I relive quite often. Have you ever had a dream that you were actually in? I mean like you were awake, conscious, actually living in the dream. You wake up the next morning and it feels like you pulled an all-nighter. I mean, you were there. I had a dream like that a few years after Tim had died. I had a couple dreams before that where he would randomly pop up in my dreams and he was always like in the back of a, a vehicle and he always had this very bright white suit on. This particular dream, we met up in a a large parking lot outside a mall. It was nighttime. He, uh, he had his white suit on. And we were probably standing 10, 12 feet apart. He kept telling me, he goes, come on over. He goes, it's great over here. He goes, it'll be fun. We'll be back together. So come on over. It's, it's a beautiful place. And I, I asked him, I said, why would you say that? And he goes, 
well, you've been doing a lot of things to try to get here. He goes, so just come on over. Just take the step over. And uh, I questioned him some more about that. And um, he just kept waving his arm. He's like, come on, let's go. He goes, it's all set. Just, we'll just walk together. It'll all be good. And I, I hesitated and uh, just kind of looked at him oddly. And then he got a very stern, strict look on his face. Um, Sorry, I can see all this going on right now. When Tim got serious, you needed to listen because what he had to say was of serious note. He looked at me and he pointed at me. He goes, you better get your crap together. Only he didn't use the word crap. He chose another four-letter word. He said, or otherwise, you will be with me here really, really quick, and you will be leaving your family behind. That dream seemed like it went on for days. When I woke up, I was drenched with sweat. My heart was pounding. I was shaking uncontrollably, gasping for air. Um, I remember that dream like it happened a half hour ago. And like I said, I'm seeing it right now. God had put Tim in my life for a reason. A few days later, reflecting on the stream, I knew I had to start getting my life in order. I knew it was only a short matter of time, and I'd be reunited with my best friend, Tim, if things didn't change. To be honest, I'm still not sure if I have my act together or not. There are days I really question that, and then I start a conversation with God. Pastor Pat calls it praying. I call it having a conversation. This normally happens when I'm either on the lawnmower at home or on the boat on the lake at her cabin fishing. The conversation usually starts out with, hey, not sure I'm doing this life, life thing the right way, but I sure hope you approve. And then we go on from there. I just leave it all out on the table for him. By the end of the conversation, I'm just about done mowing the lawn or I've been in the boat for quite a long time. But I can honestly say, that at the end of this conversation, I feel like I've had a weight lifted off of me. I believe everyone has an angel or a guardian angel, or both in their life. They may not know it at the time. I know Meg's got both. But I think we all have an angel there to help us on the right path and to deliver God's message to us. You know, when certain things happen, whether it's for better or the worse, the most common saying is, it happens for a reason. Personally, I hate that saying, but it is true. I know it's God making those decisions for us, and he's using his angels to help deliver that message, to help us to understand why that happened or why that didn't happen. Pastor Pat has mentioned in the past, we pray for certain things. And the outcome might not be what we exactly wanted. It may even be that the prayer is not answered. But I believe his angels are there for us to help us understand why the outcome was not as we expected. God's angels will not walk away from you. God's angels will never leave you. They are God's messengers to keep us going on the right path. And we all had better keep our ears open. As I mentioned earlier in the Bible verses, the one that sticks out the most to me is Luke 22, verse 43. 
And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. Believe in angels? Don't believe in angels. It's up to you. But I'm here to tell you that everyone has an angel or two in their life. It may even be a guardian angel like my good friend Tim. I hope you can recognize them sooner than later and appreciate them more. And you know that God is looking over you and protecting you every minute of every day. I sure hope Tim is uh, okay with me sharing her story. It helps me. It helps me. Again, I'm probably the most unqualified person to be standing here this morning to give this message. But I want to thank you for being here and for listening. And I hope someone somewhere can get something out of it. I know this was kind of quick. I know Pastor Pat usually rambles on for about another 25 minutes or so. I don't have that ability that he has to be able to uh, talk for very long periods of times. So with that, our closing hymn is Victory in Jesus.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the ability to communicate, whether it's in person, online, however it is that we, we are able to do it. Let us please keep spreading your message out to the people of our communities, to our families, to our friends. Please keep the angels coming to help keep us on the right path. We all need to stay on that path. Please keep us safe as we do our journeys today with every task that we have. Let us be able to keep spreading the love and joy that you've taught us through your words of the Bible. We praise you and thank you. Amen. Thanks.